Hi, and welcome to the Cosmic Nurse Podcast. My name is Rosie. I will be your host. This podcast is designed with you in mind. I have decided to put on my cosmic cape and share about cosmic and earthly knowledge centered around truth, justice, health, and spirituality. Humanity is hungry for more at a higher level of spiritual support that is anchored around harmony, joy, love, and connection. People are seeking true leaders. On this podcast, I will bring forward leaders who are paving the way in this renaissance of spiritual evolution. This is a space where you can find resources, education, community, and support. I invite you to think and feel outside the confines of the 3D world with me as your guide, seeing beyond to your bliss and more. Thank you and welcome. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cosmic Nurse. My name is Rosie and I will be your host. I want to welcome everyone to the show today. Um, I have a very special guest and I can't wait to introduce her. But I first would like to give thanks for the new year. It's January, and we're recording January 4th, 2024. A whole lot of fours in that. Um, feeling super grateful and super excited to be sharing with all of you many more episodes, many more guests, and what a way to kick off the year with this amazing guest with me today. Let me introduce you to Miss Zis Kim Co. She is an amazing mother, entrepreneur, businesswoman, teacher, coach. Um, she's got a lot up her sleeve. She's got a lot going on, let me tell you. She is the creative director of Reset Ketamine and a marketing expert who's pivoted from traditional mainstream healthcare to teaching a holistic approach to branding and operations. Like, holy cow, what a mouthful. Like, I need to get some of that on my side, like, as soon as possible. Thank you, Kim, so much for joining me. So today, we're going to dive into some really juicy content. When we talked, it was, um, it was like, oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. We have so much to share with people. And with people that really want to do some good things in the world and get the level of support that you can provide. And I'm hoping that this will like fall upon the hearts and ears of people that are really needing that level of support that really want to up level their business, how they show up in the world, and how to get creative and how to have fun with it. I think, you know, for me personally, I find it challenging to like stay in that creative flow because it's like I'm learning something different than what I'm already used to. Although it's like challenging, it's kind of fun too. But I will have to say there are some bumps in the road and Perhaps you can like speak to that and how you help people. So I would love to introduce Kim Co. Please tell us about you and what you do. And then we'll dive into more of the deeper, juicier details about, you know, what your what your background is and how you work with your your current business. So tell us more. Welcome, Kim. 
Oh, thank you for having me. I'm like super excited to be here and to share my story and you know the journey and the things that we're doing and I'm doing um, and that you and or your listeners can do. Um, just going back to that, like staying in the creative flow. I just wanted to touch base on that. Like, I think I'm really embracing and also just you know sharing with others that there are seasons. You know, there's seasons of our lives just like from you know birth to death, but there's also cycles within the week, within the month. Um, as women, we are attuned to cycles um, or we'd like to be, you know, I've, when I was um, practicing ophthalmology and you're just, you know, working in the hospital, in the clinic, you have to kind of like push aside what sometimes feels natural in regards to cycles, you know, where you're super productive and then it's like, okay, now it's time for restoration. It's time for uh, incubation. It doesn't really support that, you know, modern traditional healthcare for the worker, for the individual working in it, let alone for the patients that are being treated by it. That's a whole other thing. But but now if you're an entrepreneur or you're self-employed or you have flexibility, you can now attune to the cycles. So for me, since what I do now is just creative, basically, um, is recognizing sometimes I can be super creative. Right. I could be, I could knock out six blocks. I can produce four videos. And then I'm like, you know, like the next week, I'll be like, I don't even want to go near my computer. I can't even think of doing anything creatively like that. I just want to go and read a book. So it's just honoring that sometimes you can and sometimes you shouldn't, you know, and it's a sign like it's an opportunity for you to do something and that to trust in the back of your head. Um, and some other part of you, it's incubating. Like that creative process is there. It's just incubating. It's a seed. And so I can relate to that where it's like just to maintain it. And especially when livelihood is, you know, based off of your creative output, it's sometimes it's a little scary to be like, oh, wait, it's okay that I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really refreshing personally to hear somebody you know, that is a entrepreneur and a business owner, like really speak to the heart of like, you know, our rhythms, you know, and what we go through within our business and our production and our creativeness and our, all the things that come with that. Because, you know, sometimes I think that, you know, entrepreneurship or running a business can be like such a scary term in itself. Because there's these nuances and these systems and these things that we have to learn to be able to be to be running smoother and to be running efficiently. And it's this, you know, it's kind of scary to go into uncharted waters, you know, like I've been a nurse and been in healthcare for like over 20 years. And like, there's just things that I know I don't even got to think about. And then now it's like, you know, I'm going into all of these like, Calendly, you know, like acuity, I don't know, just all these things that are like foreign to me. And I'm like, how does this work? You know, and it gets frustrating. And, you know, like you're, you're just on the whole other next level of like, where I would like to go is like actually creating videos and like doing more stuff like that. Like that sounds fun and like interesting. It's like, you know, and, you know, also too, it's, balancing all of these things within our own personal life. You have a family, you're a wife, 
you're a provider at home. Like, you know, it's, there's like this whole like juggling act that I can only imagine must be difficult at times when you're like really tired at the end of the day and all you want to do is like lay around, but you got to take care of this little human and then the other human, Sam, you know, and, um, do and be in that like role. So I can just imagine, you know, the demands this has on you as a, as a woman too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a lot sometimes, <laughs> um, but I just have to go back to that um, framework of recognizing it's, these are seasons, right? I am in the spring summer of my life, right? This is mm-hmm. going to be probably the busiest I ever am. And if all goes well, I'm going to be a bored old woman watching grandkids run by asking my daughter, do you need me to help you with something? And she'll say, no, mom, you just sit there, don't do anything. And so just like embracing that, remembering that it's temporary. Like it's, I think that was like one of the hardest things for me to learn before I made this uh, transition from, you know, salaried physician at like a well-known medical center, education, academic, you know, white tower type of place um, that, you know, when you're in it, when you're in the trenches, if you're, if you're burning out, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's temporary because all you feel and see and experience is just this ongoing, relentless, more patients doing more things. And it just doesn't feel temporary. And in reality, it really isn't unless there's no people. And, but when you pivot to entrepreneurship, you know, when you're trying to figure out how the heck do I choose Calendly or do I use Acuity? Is, are they both HIPAA compliant? Do I need it to be HIPAA compliant? Uh, you know, if I do a virtual assistant helping me with, do they need to be, have a HIPAA compliant software on there? You, you're just like, that's truly temporary. And so it's like recognizing that, um, recognizing like, you know, how lucky I am that everything is super busy uh, mm-hmm. right now. Um, but a good friend mentioned to me that like what used to get was really hard before was, you know, I'll be in the work, working on something, I'm in flow. And my daughter would come up and she's, you know, hold me mommy. Or, you know, Sam's like, oh, hey, you know, can you check this email? You know, or I've just shot a new video and I'm like, I'm right in the middle of something. And a good friend pointed to me, it's like these interruptions, these things that pull us away. Sometimes they're like the universe, like nudging you saying, hey, to become present. Because, and then it's, then it made me really think like, oh, because I was always striving for flow. If I'm in it, leave me alone. Um, but that's not reality. Reality is life is you're in the middle of something and you get interrupted and it gets confusing. And, um, but now I try to remember, don't get me wrong, there are days that it is a lot easier than others to recognize these things that pull me, the other facets of my life, my other responsibilities as opportunity to be grounded into the present. Because, you know, writing six blocks, like this, what, last weekend, I was able to like knock out two in a day. And Mm. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, this is like images. This is alt text. This is every single thing. And then I realized, oh, wow, this whole day has gone. Uh, My kids saw more screen time than she should have. I didn't get to walk my dog. Sam walked him. And I was like, oh, well, that's great in one aspect. Perhaps it is. I could have been more present to that day. So it's, it's a balance, you know, and honestly, some days it's easier to be accepting of that and other days. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as easy. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, 
I certainly struggle with like, you know, maintaining a focus of like really wanting to knock something out. And next thing you know, it's like five hours later and I'm like, oh, wait, I needed to do all these other things too. And like, oh, I need to get groceries because I got to go to work tomorrow, you know? So yeah, I, I totally get how like time can totally fly by, you know, when it comes to, you know, you know, what's in, right in front of you. Um, so I would really um, like to kind of pivot a little bit and talk about your transition from mainstream healthcare and into doing something that you feel is a little bit more holistic and like how you navigated that uh, within your own professional life and personal life to, you know, a little bit of, you know, want to share a little bit about that journey and how you were able to maintain that without like losing yourself through the process. Well, I guess it's more that I didn't I uncovered myself more as I was coming out, <laughs> transitioning out of it. Um, I mean, what helped was I did not, I had a lot of imposter syndrome, felt, always felt kind of like the odd duck um, in, in med school, in residency, as an attending. I, I've always loved entrepreneurship or business. Um, you know, I have a business background. My um, bachelor's is a business administration. I mean, even back in college, I knew I wanted to like run the hospital, run a system versus like be a person within it. Um, and yet, you know, I found myself, you know, specialized in a very competitive surgical subspecialty as ophthalmology. Um, but I didn't really love it. Um, and I was just finding ways to do it less. That coincided with Sam exploring opening up a ketamine clinic. And that was. Let's see, 2018 was when we opened, and I was still working, um, but I was just working like uh, like four days, four days a week, um, like or three and a half, uh, depending, you know, pay periods and the number of days in that month. Um, and so then I would come and like, you know, help either be front desk or you know I would just be there and just help with you know figuring out marketing. And it was super slow then. You know, we were seeing like four patients that first month. And so we're like, ooh, you know, this is, you know, nobody taught you about marketing in, in med school or residency. Uh, there's like whole teams for that. And um, so then I started playing with YouTube videos. Uh, you know, we started writing blogs. Sam was a writer. Um, I've done video editing for a while, um, just like amateur stuff. And so I was starting to do that. And I was noticing how much more I was enjoying that. So like at lunch, when I was in working in the clinic, that's what I would work on. You know, I'd like, oh, let's like work on a blog or, you know, just anytime I had off, it would be helping build our business. And I was doing that. Let's see. I graduated my residency. That was like 2016. I practiced pretty frequent. I mean, I was practicing full-time or almost full-time equivalent um, up to like 2020 pandemic hit had my kid, um, was on maternity leave, but we're also in shutdown. Um, just, I was like, okay, you know, I was much happier because I wasn't having to work doing something that I didn't feel. I mean, I was good at it. Patients loved me. If I could toot my own horn, uh, I loved working with my staff. I loved in, like interacting with my colleagues. Like I'm a super extroverted introvert. Like I just, 
I really like collaboration and like coming up with ideas. Um, but just the day to day seeing patients, thinking about did my decision, was that a good decision? How are they going to do? When am I going to see them next? Um, it just wasn't aligned with what I felt I could really offer and share. Um, but I loved the teaching. I loved working with the residents. I loved working with med students. And so, you know, this is all kind of like it's a big soup, right? And then we're just, I was just mixed into it. And, you know, it's 2020 and we're just like, you know what? Let's start a course to teach others how to other doctors to open up ketamine clinics. And I was like, okay, let's let's do this because we're on shutdown. Um, because it was ophthalmology isn't or wasn't at that time considered as, you know, it's not heart surgery. Most mm-hmm. people could wait for an eye eye surgery. So we they were even asking us to self-furlough. And so I was like, sweet. So it's like I went from maternity leave, I was able to self-furlough. And so I was still able to have my benefits and all that. And it was great. So I was like, you know what? You know, I'm just, you know, I don't think I'm going to to go back. And um, so I started making the course that um, we started teaching doctors online how to start their ketamine, their own clinic, which is basically the majority of it is teaching them how to start a business. Mm-hmm. You know, going from I was an employee to all right, I have to have a business entity. I need to have uh, you know bank accounts, um, all like just like the nitty gritty, really boring, unsexy stuff. And I loved it. I love doing it. Checked all the boxes. Working with colleagues, teaching them how to like start a business, how to do this creatively, and through all that, and then also running our business in parallel with that, learned self-taught about marketing. And I haven't looked back. Now my medical license is uh, just decorative, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's a backup <laughs> plan. Uh, you know, if this all hits the fan, I, you know, I, I could go back. But this is something that, you know, once my kids goes to bed at night, I sometimes hop on back on the computer and more than happy to like continue doing my work. That's amazing. That sounds like a lot to deal with while you're I mean, a lot of people went through a really massive restructuring during COVID. I think that's was like a big, you know, takeaway for a lot of entrepreneurs and and even like bigger corporations, you know, like how to run a business differently, you know, than, you know, before with with a shutdown and, and limited access and you know, now came the way for, you know, more video meetings and more more um, online platforming, you know, type of ways to reach customers and, and like market yourself, you know, I think that's like one of the big things that, you know, were kind of like takeaways um, in my perspective during COVID. Um, And, you know, with respect to, you know, that, that part of your, your business is like that framework of like, you know, teaching other doctors or providers to, um, to start their own business. Um, you know, was there like an aspect of that, that you were able to like touch on that, you know, it's like, you know, with their own personal work, you know, I mean, if somebody's opening up a ketamine clinic, you know, I think that, you know, I mean, one of the things that like, I, kind of wonder about, you know, being somebody on a healing path is like, you know, how heart centered were they, you know, what was their like intentions and, 
And did they do any of their own personal work around that? I mean, they're sitting here, you know, holding space for other people to have a psycho, psycho spiritual experience, you know? Um, so what, how is that built into your framework as far as like what you're teaching people? Or is that even a part of that? Or is that something that's even covered? Just, I, I mean, when, when we first started structuring our course, that was a huge component of like, we simply put it for like mindset because, you know, at that time when we were first starting, it was, you know, you know, to, to battle burnout, admin would have you do like a meditation module or like mm-hmm. you should like exercise and eat healthier, you know, and we're just like, if we do anything that's remotely sounds like that within our course, like it's already like makes us gag as part of like the required, like whatever module, mm-hmm. you know, onboarding thing. And so we're like, they, people don't want to get more of that. And yet at the same time, it's like, you have to have your head straight when you're starting this. You know, if you're not grounded, if you're not centered, because uh, there's lots of challenges, it's, it's kind of like um, that saying of where, you know, if you, you know, if you really want to grow up, you know, you have a kid or, you know, you don't become an adult until you have a child, like it makes you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, same with a business. You know, I know some people say, you know, businesses should, businesses should be like a machine, not a baby. Mm. I'll be honest with you. You put your heart into it is your baby. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, a house is a baby. You know, you, you love something, you care about it. A part of your soul is put into it. So those who approach business that way, I think inherently would figure out they need to do all their own work. So, you know, as we first started, we were just like, it was almost like a beta test. It's like, hey, we got so many people contacting us. I'm like, oh, what's your supply list? And oh, um, you know, where do you order ketamine? Or, um, you know, how do I like just like run a business? And it's like, whoa, these are a lot of questions that for that just were like, you know what, to capitalize on our time and recognizing the importance of the time and how precious and it's non-renewable. Yeah. Um, we're like, let's build the course. But then as we're doing it, we recognized, okay, you, mindset your own spiritual path, your own healing is like super important to package that as something to where it's like, you know, are you going to therapy? Are you doing your own work? Are you doing your own healing path? Uh, because you are going to be doing that for your patients to do this ketamine therapy well. Like you have to recognize like you had a clean house in order to have mm-hmm. a clean space for somebody to come. It's, it's a mixed bag to who is open to that. Um, you know, we, we do we do teach it. We teach it kind of almost, I'd say, in an indirect way. I find that those the, the people that have we've worked with that have opened clinics, um, that we've helped them, and they're like they're out there, they're running. If you go to our website, you see their logo. You can go to their page. You can tell people are on the right path mm. um, because these are folks that are opened during the pandemic, during COVID, right after COVID, during when the economy is not great. And yet they figure it out. And since we've opened in 2018, there's been like three ketamine shortages. There's going to be more shortages, whether it's real or not real, whether it's due to legislation, if it's due to some new policy, these challenges come up. Mm -hmm. And those that have their true why, they are clear on what they're doing. Um, They're doing it for the right reason, whatever that reason may be, of service, of love, of, of giving. You can figure it out. You can surf any of these waves that come. But to teach that, saying that directly to somebody who doesn't want to hear it, who's like, hey, I'm burnt out. I want to make money now. 
I, um, you know, I want to to use the hard earned licenses and all that education I have, but I don't want to do my own work. And I just want to push people through, make sure they don't die when they get their treatment and have them come back. Like it doesn't, it, it doesn't work out. I mean, it's perhaps they could become successful. You know, maybe they, they may become a huge brand, but in the end, I mean, just anybody interacting with that kind of energy will be clear that that's not for them. I mean, thank you for that. I mean, I appreciate that because I feel like that's like a real honest answer. And I feel like, I think that those of us who like really look beyond like the glitter and fluff of like these ketamine businesses that are propping up. I mean, I feel like that is in the back of their mind. Like how real are these places and how sincere are they coming to the table with what they offer? Because, you know, you have these like businesses, like these ketamine businesses, and I'm aware of like a few already that are just kind of, you know, there and they, you know, there's like aspects of their business that are not like solid, you know, and I'm not a business person, but I can surely see deficiencies within like systems being in healthcare for as long as I have you know, when something's not running the way it should be running, you know, and there's like a lot of businesses that are like that ketamine, you know, businesses. And I mean, the people are well intending, but they just don't have it dialed in. They don't, they just, there's just a lot of things that are lacking. And, um, you know, there's no governing uh, bodies that I'm aware of for this other than the FDA, you know, governing, you know, like, the administration of of this controlled substance and then it has to come from you know an md blah 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 but like all these other back end stuff there's not really anything that's kind of regulating any of this as far as i'm aware of and so i think that because of that there's a, a lot of people there's a lot of like you know places where things fall through the cracks and there's just no accountability you know um and like making sure everything is <laughs> up to snuff, you know what I mean? So I think that's like a concern, you know, in the back of my mind as a medical professional too, you know, um, especially other states are, you know, doing this and stuff like that. And there's, I mean, I see more regulation coming down the pike, you know, in the next, you know, five years. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just like what I see. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank you for that because I really feel like that's like a real, that's a reality within this this world, you know? Um, well, I mean, I think it's partly a lot of people that are opening, well, in order to be able to open a ketamine clinic, you know, it depends on what state you're in, but like California, you have to be a, you know, licensed medical professional to own a business related like a, a medical related business has to do with like the corporate practice of medicine, a law and all that kind of stuff. And so if, if you're coming from traditional allopathic medicine, Western style, mm-hmm. this is, you know, where you're treating, um, you know, it's not preventative based. It's more mm-hmm. of like you fix the problem that comes up mm-hmm. versus preventing it. Um, there isn't that concept of like a holding space. I mean, you know, you, you have a baby, uh, you deliver vaginally, you're out in three days. Cesarean, it's five. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to other countries, they're like, what the hell? You know, it's like, no, mom needs to recover. 
and we have a whole system, we have a whole place for them to recover. Uh, you know, you go to like Asian countries, there's our like homes that the moms stay and they have support mm -hmm. for them to recover. So you have this whole setting of, you just make sure the person's not going to die. They're safe enough. They can go home. <laughs> yeah. You can't apply that to a medication who's mo like a good aspect of how powerful it is, is that non-ordinary state of consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have a person coming in first off of like, you know, hey, I know how to use this medication. There sometimes can be an arrogance to that of like, I know what I'm doing, but yeah. then also not applying that framework, the space, the set and setting, the understanding that. And unless you're interested in that, unless that individual has had a experience in that personally or whatever, they don't know about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, there's growing organizations and Sam can speak to this better. Um, and it, it's developing, but it's, I mean, I, you know, anyone who's listening needs to like, you know, if you're worried, if a person, if a place isn't, is going to fall through the crack or you could fall through the cracks for not knowing what to do before, after, or during, mm -hmm. um, yeah, just ask. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and that's, I mean, that's a lot of what our content and our marketing, I mean, it's not even, I mean, technically it is marketing, but I mean, it's basically, we're just creating tons of ed free educational content of like, what do I do during a bad trip? Or what do I do? What do I expect before? What do I expect right. during? What do I expect after? What do I do if this happens? These are just based off of questions that people leave in our comment section, our social media, or mm -hmm. on YouTube and you know, it's, it's just like, I'm like, shouldn't the clinics be answering these questions? And I think it goes back to education. I mean, and that's why we started our, our course, you know, and that's why we were doing that. It was just because like, you know, we need to make, we're, we want, and our students do a great job with this is like, you know, they make sure to answer those questions. And most of them understand that set and setting a psychedelically informed, a trauma informed mm -hmm. clinic. Because, I mean, tradition, like most of us in healthcare, if you talked to me 10 years ago, this would have been like totally out there. I have no idea about this. Like, sure, there's trauma. That's like, you know, right. a gunshot wound to the belly. Like, you got to <laughs> run the balls. <laughs> right. You know, right. you make them stable. <laughs> no, trauma is like, you know, a psychic injury, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it's, it's totally different. Yep. And so it's, it's a re-education. Right. But I mean, like, whoa, a re-education with that. And yet alone, like re-educate yourself or a new education in being a business owner, balancing those two plus doing your laundry or getting your groceries because, Hey, you're working tomorrow, your regular job, that's going to pay the bills until you can get your business that you really love up and running and be able to pay the bills from there. It's like, that's a lot. Yeah. I, I, I feel like what you're saying is like truly, truly on point and I feel like that's kind of like the heart of, you know, why we do what we do. And, you know, it, it really speaks to where your ethical and moral compass as a business owner is and, and how that translates to your work. Um, and so knowing that um, you decided to build a, uh, a coaching model for people to open their own uh, business, how does that like really translate more so to, to how, how that structure is, you know, helping other, other people that want to start a business? 
you know, it makes me think about, I mean, I feel like people in healthcare have an edge to doing a good business, like creating a good business foundation um, in the sense of like, you know, how much through our own training where we taught, like, you know, you treat this patient as if you're treating your grandmother, you know, your mom, your sister, your aunt, right? So for those that have really embraced that through our traditional training and in the hospital work that we've done, you kind of just pivot that towards your business, right? So it's like, you know, hey, how would I want to treat this customer, this Sure, they are a patient, but now that it's your own business, they are also a customer patient, patient customer, you know, is, is treating them as a whole person, right? And hopefully you're not burnt out enough. And that's why I recommend like if you're burnt out from healthcare, don't immediately start a business to where you need to be present and loving and open and patient. Don't do that until you're not burnt out anymore. Like sometimes maybe you just need a vacation. Maybe you need to just work part-time. Um, and look for other options of um, livelihoods that you can do that are like, they need medical people, but you're not doing medical work. You're like reviewing charts for like an insurance company. Like maybe you need to like do something different before you start going into, especially like ketamine therapy, because it's sometimes ketamine therapy is like the last thing a patient has before considering, you know, death, you know, and it's, so like keeping that in mind, like recognizing the gravity of this business, it's like you definitely need to be ready and wanting and understanding that you're going to be taking care of folks of that degree, right? And a lot of us, our medical training wasn't for helping a person address feelings, address challenges. Shoot, like most of the training beat out that, that sensitivity um, that yeah. we would have, that we innately have, which innately pulled us into going into healthcare and medical and medicine. And so it's like having to have that attuned, you know, if, um, you know, if, if you want to go back to those roots, then starting a ketamine clinic is a good option. And you understand the, you understand the whole, you know, kettle of fish that that is, um, you know, it's a great option, but it's like, so at like the same time, it's just recognizing like, you know, I think it goes back to, because we get this question a lot of, or I get this question of like, oh, you know, should I start a ketamine clinic? They're opening up everywhere. I want to start one before other, if the market is saturated. I was like, well, why? You know, and that's actually our first lesson of our entire course of like, why do you, why do you want this? You know, what is your why? And then from there, it can really be clear. And those that have that powerful why, and if you're trying to figure out if you should go to a, a one clinic or not, is to like, be like, well, why do you guys exist? You know, why did this doctor, why did this provider decide to start this practice? And that can tell you a lot. Yeah. So just going back to your your values, your motivations um, can be very helpful in providing clarity on should you start a business? Should you maybe take a bit of a break, do some soul searching, doing some self-healing, and then decide? I don't think that answered your question, but... <laughs> Well, I think it did because it it hit on like, you know, the moral and ethical aspect of, you know, the why, you know, like the clarity, you know, so I'm imagining you get on a clarity call with people, you know, and find out like what their objective is and, you know, what are their reasons for, for undergoing this like huge journey, you know, because it's not like 
let's just find an office and throw a bunch of computers in there and let's get some drugs and <laughs> see what happens, you know? I mean, you know, I've literally heard doctors, you know, where I work, I'm not going to say who, obviously, but I've literally heard doctors say, hey, man, you know, let's get a IV med spa and we can um, do like IV micronutrients and like, you know, do ketamine. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like I've heard people say this, you know, and and it's like, First of all, have you even ever had a ketamine psychotherapeutic experience? That would be my first question. Like, what is your experience with this molecule? What have you done with it? (laughs) What kind of training have you had? You know, I mean, you know, and then when you start asking those kind of questions, they're like, you know, like you can hear a pin drop. You know what I mean? Because it's like they have no idea what you're talking about. So... I feel like that like does it justice is like covering, you know, like the people's ability to, to actually take agency for for what they're doing, you know, and how they're managing and how they're, you know, what their intentions are. So it's really all about intention. And I think like, you know, having a structure, you know, coaching program that you have, I mean, you know, kind of lays it all out for people so they can like check all the boxes, you know what I mean? And like, make sure that they have things like lined up accordingly before they are like, and then sometimes it could be like that. Oh, oh man, no, I, I really, you know, this really isn't what I want to do. You know, I'm sure you come across those people too, that they actually like, you give them all the skinny of every, and it's really not a skinny. It's like, you give them all, you know, and they're like, whoa, this is like way more than I bargained for. You know what I mean? So yeah, I get it. Totally get it. And you can, some people that we've worked with us, they're like, we're a lot busier than we anticipated. And which is great as a business owner. And yet they recognize like how much of a, I don't want to say emotional toll, but there's an investment of your time, your energy, your heart that goes into it. Yep. And if you're balancing, and it goes back to the season of where are you? Where are you in life? Right. You know, and some of them are like just starting a family or, you know, oh, I thought this was going to be a retirement retirement exit plan. It's like, oh, Uh no, this is a whole new thing. Like, (laughs) I don't recommend it for most people for it to be your exit strategy for like, okay, I'm going to do this for a few years and it's my golden years and then I'm done. It's like, no, this is, it, it is starting a business. It is. We, I think about it constantly. I'm thinking yeah. about, you know, I help with the bookkeeping. I, yeah. you know, do help with, you know, supplies and just doing all these things. Oh, let alone like, oh, did we reply to all those comments that were left? And are any of them inappropriate? And do we need to like, you know, are somebody trying to sell drugs again on that one post? It's like, yeah, it's a lot of stuff and it it can be a lot. And yet for some, you know, it's it's not a big deal, right? Because it goes back to their intention. Right. Yeah. They, you know, uh, people that worked with us, they have been veterans, you know, they're, you know, they're physicians, but they were in the military and they saw the need and they have this, this very heart driven reason to do this. And they're not phased by all these minutia, right? Cause that's all those things I complained about. Those are minutia really yeah. the hardest, the hardest thing is not finding a location. It's not finding ketamine when there's a shortage. It's not trying to figure out, should I go with a marketing company to help me get more patients? Like that's like, that's just minutia. The it's, 
that re- this, that constant of those little things coming up, keeping your sanity, still being excited, still being a fully present with your patient, being fully present, not just with your patient, but with your staff, right? Yeah. Like we've, I think we've all that worked at places <laughs> where, you know, well, maybe patients weren't treated better than how the staff were treated, mm. but to also be present with your staff, you know, and it's to making it a healthy, like you're making, it's your ship now to making it a help, healthy and happy ship too, like to do all that. And it starts with that really grounded intention of why the heck are you doing this? Like, why the heck do you want to do a IV micronutrients plus ketamine? Like to me, that's always like red flag, <laughs> but you know, it's like, you know, it's something, you know, it's my favorite. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I want to help uh, veterans with PTSD, you know, like that. It's like, okay. And you, you ask them a little bit more and you ask them like, you know, you know, why, and where have you heard of this? And you know, when they start, you know, bringing up personal experience or just, you know, that they're just really excited about how this can really help, you know, this is so that that's, that's like, so huge. I was, you know, one of the things that was on my mind uh, about to ask you is, you know, you had said something before with regard to like, this is like, this is not just a, you know, a job or um, just something, you know, it, that it's, it is like a baby, you know, it is your baby, you know what I mean? Um, there's so much that goes into it and um, so much dedication and, and um, agency that it really takes to, to be able to do that. And I'm wondering if you could share like how you bring love, the love into your business and as a woman, as a minority, um, you know, there's, there, there is that aspect to which, you know, really gives rise to like our capacity, you know, as women, as space holders, you know, um, we are a container ourselves, you know, and, and that in itself is to me very powerful. And, and the fact that, you know, we are, it, this is like the time that we're really, you know, and it has been the time where we're really seeing like more women entrepreneurs, more women coming up, you know, and, and rising up out of like, you know, the dark and just really sharing our medicine with the world. And I would just like, just would love to hear a little bit um, as we start to close our time together you know, a little bit of what that means to you and how you bring that into your, into your business um, with your clients and the people that you work with? That's a great question because we don't really talk about that much in, in business or in work, like, or let alone like in healthcare, like how do you bring love into what you do? You know, because we need to be logical and clinical and follow algorithms um, and what's the bottom line. And so, which is a very, you could argue a very like masculine, very Western way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. And as we're embracing more viewpoints, more traditions, um, it makes you realize, wow, things don't have to be done this one way. You know, it's not a right or wrong. It's a, you know, A, B, C, D, or E is, you know, it was never true or false. It was a multiple choice question the entire time or, you know, essay answer. Um, And so like how I bring it, I mean, since I don't do day-to-day interacting with patients, um, I'm just more I'm like a, I'm like the back office person. 
um, and working with virtual assistants myself, it's, it's just always recognizing you're working with people. You're working with people that are complex and multifaceted and things happen, you know, and that's that are out of your control and out of their control. Right. And so it's having a level of grace and acceptance and just trusting the process because sometimes it's just, it's like, I want these things done a certain way or, you know, supporting Sam with him scheduling and patient cancels or another patient wants to add, or, you know, it's like, Ooh, we could add more patients for this day. Or, you know, sure. We could make a ton more money if we just crammed more people in here, but that is not what we want. Right. So going back to recognizing our values, recognizing the values of those we work with, recognize the values of our patients, our, our staff, and just keeping that in mind. Right. Um, for me in particular, it's making sure my values and motivations are aligned with anybody I work with and that I'm staying attuned to, am I providing? And is it something I'm willing to provide? You know, so like working with my own staff for my marketing, uh, for our marketing is, you know, just like, hey, we do check-ins, you know, like, how are you doing? What's going on? Um, you know, uh, making sure that, you know, is there opportunity for growth? Is there opportunity for more learning? Uh, because, it, you know, I think innately all, most humans, if not all, want to grow, want to learn, to evolve, right? Um, we just kind of grow and we get used to not doing that. And so just making sure there's opportunity for that um, and just being open to things to be fluid, uh, that things can change, right? And um, seeing that, you know, having a level of flexibility and so innately creating that in our system of, of the work we do. Um, whether that is, you know, making sure there's a bit of slack with the scheduling, um, making sure that we are ahead with our, um, you know, posts and content so that if something happens, we have slack in the system. I think we're just so used to making sure like, you know, every bed is full and like everybody's working to the max, but without that bit of flexibility, that bit of, you know, extra space, you know, that can lead to the stress and burnout that we left, right? I think that was the biggest thing is, and this is something I keep reminding our, our students is like, don't create the job you just left. Like, don't make yourself burnt out and hate what you're doing because you're bringing over like the old habits, the, the old style of way of practicing medicine, right? You get to choose how to practice it. You get to choose how you want to serve. You're not here to save everybody. There's no MTALA. And then this is always sticky with people, but I want to help everybody. And it's like, I know you do. You want to. At the same time, for you to continue to do this for sustainability, for longevity, is you need to serve those who you can serve best, right? And those are going to be those that are aligned with you. Not everybody's going to want to hear the woo-woo stuff about the moon and crystals and energy, which is totally fine. Just like how you don't want to hear about just the straight up clinical, who cares about spirituality? Like those people aren't aligned with you. Maybe you won't best serve them. So it's just like really connecting with who you are um, and, you know, knowing that you don't have to save everyone. And I think that's the way, you know, that I bring that softness because to me, it's bringing the, that softness or that permission to be like, okay with, hey, I can't do that all. And hey, in the future, when you're super successful and you're able to run multiple locations, go ahead and take care of everybody you can and want. But especially starting out, just having that grace for yourself. 
grace for those that work with you. That's like really solid advice. And there's so much richness in your share because I, I what I sense is that femininity, you know, that, that softness that you talk about, because, you know, like, you know, starting a business doesn't have to be about, you know, like the force, the go, the like, get to the deadline kind of thing. I feel like there can be a balance between the two polarities, the masculine and the feminine. I mean, and I feel like you're really speaking to that. And it's so true because, you know, I think there is this um, point when you're creating something that it begins to kind of reminisce of, you know, like a busy day in the hospital, you know, and like, we got to, we got to move the meat. You know what I mean? That's our motto. Move the meat. Yep. Okay. Where are we going to put this patient? Oh my God, we got to move this one over here. Go put that one on there. Cause this one's crashing. La la la. You know what I mean? And that's like the mindset of like where we are every single day when I go to work. And I mean, well, there's like a part of me that like loves that. I mean, there's also a part of me that is like tired of it, like honestly and truly. And it takes a long time for those of us who are still in there to like downregulate. And it just, you know, it really just, you know, when you're building something that's outside of that model, you know, it really has you look and feel and like, let's not repeat some of these behaviors again. And so I think that that's really good advice for your um, clients and your students, because I feel like that's still kind of in their like blood, you know, it's like, you know, like, okay, okay, I got to do this and da, 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 you know? And so I think that that's really great advice. And I think that uh, a lot of our listeners are really going to appreciate that coming from you um, and really be able to relate to that. So thank you so much. Um, so as we start to close down our, our time together, I just want to touch in and just see if you can share like what's coming up uh, with Reset Ketamine in 2024. What are you guys up to? Um, what you got going on? And also to just, uh, and then we'll put it in the show notes. So in case you miss it, you know, we're going to have show notes that are going to have uh, links to Kim and Sam and uh, to be able to get a hold of them, their website, all the important information is going to be listed at the end of our show um, at our show notes once this episode airs. So Kim, tell us about what's going on. What do you guys got? What do you got cooking in 2024? And uh, just, you know, whatever you feel like you want to, you can share. Uh, well, our, our clinic is going strong. We are as busy as ever. Um, and so, you know, we're in, we're in Palm Springs. And if you, you know, if you find yourself out there and, and is curious of the, ketamine therapy that is an option for you uh for your listeners um and so yeah that's we're just just going steady and strong um this past december we went to um a ketamine conference i guess that's sounds sounds kind of markety with the 2k sounds but um or k and c sounds but it's um you know it was really nice because we got to connect with some of our our students oh, from nice. um, ketamine startup because we did a mixer and it was great getting to see them because we've we build relations we there are students but actually you know they become friends colleagues right and it's 
I think the biggest thing is having that sense of like somebody understanding you, you know, where you're coming from. We did a mixer at Psychedelic Science, was it last June in Denver uh, with our students? And it was just so funny how like their, you know, doctors opening ketamine clinics, providers, CRNAs and all that, like that was like the most like straight laced, like, oh, you guys are like just so mainstream. And then we go <laughs> to our respective specialty conferences. You know, you go to ER, anesthesia, psychiatry, and it's like, you guys are weirdos. You know, you guys are so weird. <laughs> I mean, like, what are you guys doing? And so it was nice to like be at a conference where we're like, we all get it. Like, we're all on board. We know there's science to back this up. Um, and so it's just nice to connect. And so from that, you know, we've been really excited about just creating more opportunities for community. Uh, we just we had such a good time seeing these folks that we would connect virtually from the course um, in person. And so, you know, we're looking forward to doing more opportunities of that under our ketamine startup brand. Um, and so it's like, if you're, if you're interested in receiving ketamine therapy, that's our resetketamine.com. And then if you're interested and you're a licensed medical professional, whether that CRNA, um, an advanced, uh, what do you call them? Advanced practice practitioner, uh, physician, and you want to learn about opening a ketamine clinic, that's from ketamine startup. And that's more of my baby. Sam's baby is more of reset ketamine and we co-parent both, but we, um, so like if, you're interested in that, you know, that area of our um, teaching others, we're looking for more opportunities to create community. We're to start a podcast. Um, we're, we just realize so much the need for community, like can't say the word community enough um, yeah. just to be able to like, Hey, I understand like, how do I do this the right way? And most of the time that translates to like, how do I, how do I not come off sleazy? How do I stay centered? How do I continue to practice with heart? How do I, still pay the bills. I want to grow and expand the business and yet not lose my soul. Like, so it's like, how do I do this right? And just, you know, having our community expand of, of people that share that desire of balancing a business plus, you know, keeping their soul intact, is kind of nice, you know, and it's, um, um, so we're looking for more opportunities to do that. Uh, and so we'll see how that all pans out. Wow. That sounds amazing. Sounds like you got a full plate already for 2024. Um, so any final remarks, anything else you would like to share with us as we take our, take our moment here to close down this time together? Oh, geez. I can't think of anything in particular. I, oh, I guess just to reiterate the point made earlier is to have grace and patience with yourself. Cause we know, I know that energy of, and this is something I've had to practice and the only reason why I'm like leveled up per se from you is I've only been doing this for the past five years. So it's just continually do this and it gets easier and easier as we continue to practice, just like be patient with yourself that like that push, push, push that got you through medicine um, has a place, but this is another growing opportunity in starting a business, like learning how to use the new tech learning how to create a actually good, you know, uh, standing operating procedure that's followed and, you know, figuring all that kind of stuff out. It's, it's a learning process and it's a growing process. So just, just have grace for yourself. Be nice to yourself. Be that, be that, that kind Obi-Wan Kenobi mentor you wish you had to yourself. 
That's great. Thank you so much, Kim. And again, I thank you for joining us today, Kim. And to all the listeners out there today, this is Rosie, the Cosmic Nurse, with our first installment of 2024, kicking it off with a bang. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. And until next time, ciao, ciao. It has been my joy and honor to share space with you. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. My heartfelt intentions are to be in service for those who continue to be curious on ways to thrive. If you liked what you heard, please see the show notes below for more information and subscribe here and write me a kind review. You can also find me at thecosmicnurse.com. You can send me an email and you can follow me on IG at Rosie the Cosmic Nurse. Thank you for listening and until next time, ciao.